0: Welcome to Family Bible Hour, a broadcast of the Sunday morning worship services of North Florida Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Florida. The big idea is freedom, and our text is going to be Exodus chapter 5 and verses 1 through 3. The U.S. Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point is located in Havelock, North Carolina, close to some of the most beautiful beaches along the Atlantic But when visitors come to Havelock, the first thing they hear isn't the crashing of the ocean waves, it's the roar of fighter jets. Since 1940, the sound of airplane engines have echoed through the local skies from attack planes during World War II to the whine of the sleek Harrier and uh, intruder jets today but the Marines from uh, Cherry Point do not mind the noise. As a matter of fact, at the entrance of Cherry Point, there's this large sign, and you see it on your screen. It says, pardon our noise, it's the sound of freedom. I like that, don't you? And uh, all the Marines in here should uh, like that. A military website explains those sounds are music to the ears of the Marines who fight on the ground. There's nothing Marines like better than to have Marine artillery behind them, Marine intelligence in front of them, and Marine aircraft overhead. Freedom really is a big, big idea. As Americans, I think sometimes we believe that freedom began in the lower 48, specifically with 13 original colonies. And uh, we think that that's where the idea of freedom started. But freedom goes back much further than that. Uh, the Declaration of Independence says that we are endowed with certain unalienable rights and uh, that endower of those rights would be God and he is the author of freedom. Our text this morning is a good benchmark for where freedom is first really seen in scripture. Exodus 5 and verse 1, afterward Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord the God of Israel let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the <coughs> excuse me in the wilderness but pharaoh said who is the lord that i should obey his voice and let israel go i will not <coughs> i do not know the lord and moreover i will not let israel go then they said the god of hebrews has met with us let Please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Now, not only is the concept of freedom made clear in this passage, but something else is made clear as to the purpose of freedom. That's what we're going to begin with today, is to see the purpose of our freedom. Now, what is it? The Declaration of Independence says that uh, we are to have <coughs> the right to life, liberty, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and the pursuit of happiness. Now is that the reason for freedom? Is that the primary reason that we ought to be free? Is so that we would have life, <coughs> liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now certainly freedom produces opportunity and one of them is the opportunity to (coughs) pursue happiness but is that the reason that we are to be free (coughs) are we to be free uh, so that we can live any way (coughs) that we wish does freedom mean that we have the liberty (coughs) with our bodies or to do with our bodies whatever we wish or to keep our property in any manner we see fit is that what life (coughs) liberty and the pursuit of happiness is all about Live like you want to, do what you want to, <coughs> and and uh, uh, interact with others any way that you want to. Do we have that freedom <coughs> so that we can become rich? <coughs> is that the reason that we have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness so that we can become rich? What is the purpose of freedom? <coughs> what is the reason that we are constituted with freedom from a higher power? Well, I think it's an interesting thing to see the what the uh, verse says concerning Moses. There are many people in the world today who have a right to freedom, but they are not free. They are slaves. There are people that are slaves to the society in which they live. There are people that are slaves to poverty. Some people are uh, slaves to certain vices or habits of life. People are slaves to any number of addictions People are enslaved to other things. People who are free people otherwise are enslaved. Are we free just to be enslaved again? Is that the kind of freedom that we have? I'm made free so that I can be held captive again. Or is there a higher purpose for our freedom? Is there an advocacy for freedom that is beyond life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Why was Moses and Aaron, why were they sent to Pharaoh to say, let my people go? What was the purpose of their freedom? Well, seven times in the book of Exodus, Moses confronts Pharaoh to proclaim the demand of the Lord (coughs) to let the people go. And each time it was for the purpose of worshiping and or serving God each of the seven times when he was said, let my people go, it was for the purpose of worshiping or serving. That's the most basic purpose of freedom. Our most basic purpose of freedom is to serve God. That's one of the reasons that we should be, as a country, defenders of religious freedom around the world. Some of you have heard now that in the city of Mosul, Iraq, there are no longer any professing Christians. They have been told by ISIS that you either renounce Christianity or uh, you, uh, and become a Muslim or you leave Mosul, Iraq. There are no openly professing Christians left in Mosul, Iraq. They do not have the freedom of or the liberty to serve God. That is the most basic freedom is to have the freedom to serve God, and that is a freedom that's taken away. More could be said about this, but consider that serving and worshiping and praising God is the single most important reason that any of us have for the freedom that we enjoy. You say, why do I have freedom? My main freedom is so that I can serve God. My main freedom is so that I can worship God. And can I just say this to you? If you and I will begin to understand that that is the main reason for our freedom, if we'll begin to understand that, it will change a lot of perspective for us as to what freedom is and why we are free. We are free to serve God. That's the purpose of our freedom. Now let's talk about the principle of freedom. <clears throat> the principle of freedom is given in John 8 and 31. We're going to see it again later in the message, but let me read it to you now. So Jesus said to the Jews who had <clears throat> believed him, if you abide in my word you are truly my disciple and you will know the truth and the truth <clears throat> will set you free. Now <clears throat> in the context of these words. Uh, where the uh, excuse me in the context of of when these words were said the freedom (coughs) being considered is the free life in Christ versus the legalism of the the Pharisees or the strict adherence to the law of Moses and Jesus said if you'll know me (coughs) you'll truly know what freedom is all about now later on we're going to talk about the restrictions of life that are a part of our freedom. Freedom doesn't mean that we do not have certain restrictions in life, but freedom from legalism in Jesus Christ is certainly uh, one of the principles of freedom. There's a link between knowing the truth and being free, and the truth is that this world is round, but as long as people thought that this world was flat, they could not uh, partake of the freedom that they had had they known that the world was round, it was round all along, but while they thought it was flat, there were <clears throat> limits to their freedom. Throughout history, there has been all kinds of propaganda. Every country, every society has propaganda. There is <clears throat> good propaganda and there is bad propaganda. I don't know of a society that does not <clears throat> deal in some kind of propaganda. But let me say this. Throughout history, dishonest or evil propaganda has been used to keep people in darkness or to build fear and hysteria to incite people to follow tyranny when they felt like that they needed freedom from something else that was going along, when actually that tyranny was just going to further enslave them. Let me give you an illustration. You see that cartoon. In 1929, Hitler chose Joseph Goebbels as the minister (coughs) of propaganda— That was his official title. Goebbels developed extremely successful campaigns using simple slogans and images repeated over and over again in order to win public support for the Nazi party. The Nazis spent huge sums on newspapers and leaflets and poster campaigns. And once the Nazis came to power, Goebbels developed the Nazi use of propaganda to an even greater effect. <clears throat> he orchestrated large political and military rallies to build support these were vast and highly organized events with banners and marching bands and using his own skill of oratory hitler then <clears throat> would appeal to the patriotism of the german people and german the <clears throat> germany's, germany's economy was in such a poor state that hitler's promise of strong government and stability was widely supported. I really think I ought to read that again <clears throat> because we, we need to hear that and we need to understand what, what I just read. Hitler's promise of strong government and stability was widely supported because most of, of the uh, German people were dealing in a terrible economic s- uh, situation. In other words, <clears throat> the circumstances were ripe for Uh, his centralized propaganda. Most Nazi propaganda, like this piece, was aimed at the Jews. This image was in a magazine, Der Stürmer, in 1930. And this is before the Nazis came to power. And here's what it says that in the bottom there. It says, the year has ended and the struggle continues. And you see here what appears to be a strong German man, holding on to what appears to be a, um, uh, quite honestly, a dirty Jew. <clears throat> That's what is, is being uh, depicted here. Now, that was the propaganda. That was what was going about <clears throat> in 1930s and, and so on to tell the lie or tell a big lie about the Jews. And let me just say a word about the big lie. There is a uh, there is a, a I don't know exactly what you call it I, I learned it in in uh, <clears throat> uh, critical thinking and logic and critical thinking in in uh, college but there is there's a principle of the big lie and the big lie is the longer you tell the lie <clears throat> the more people believe it it's a big lie <clears throat> so you just keep telling it it's a big 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 lie uh for for instance and and I please don't roll your eyes and please don't get upset with me over saying this <clears throat> but I and, and and don't get mad at me at this please I don't I love you and you love me and we're on the same side but let me tell you what I think was probably a big lie okay do you remember that for years uh it was uh thought that the president was not an american citizen do you remember that for years and and I know the reason for that. Now, let me just say this: true or false, that is a good example of the way that something can be propagated and continue to be propagated until a lot of people believe it. I'm just just saying that that's the way that the big lie works. That's the way that Satan works to try and catch us in the big lies. That's the way that Hitler worked was to try and promote the big lie. Now, eventually. <clears throat> the light of truth was shown on Hitler's Germany. And, and what was discovered was the Holocaust. And although it was too late for millions of Jews who were murdered, the truth eventually <clears throat> freed those who remain. As long as there are lies, there will be a dependency and enslaving of those who believe the lies and are victims of the lies. As long <clears throat> as there are lies. When there is the principle of truth, then there is freedom. One of the reasons that America is in a dangerous position today is due to the very propaganda, type of propaganda that I'm talking about. We have this idea in America today, or many in America have the idea, that we need government in order to be happy. That we need government in order to have happiness in our own lives and rather than being free from government for the pursuit of happiness now some of you may believe that way some of you may say I've got to have the government in order for me to be happy and others would say I would say I want to be free from government in order to be happy Uh, I I, my political thinking this isn't a political message it has a lot of political overtones my political thinking is that government predominantly should get out of the way that that government should deal with what's called compelling interest there are certain compelling interests public safety is a compelling interest and and we could go on and on with what are compelling interests. but otherwise the government should get out of the way well there's a complete opposite belief like uh, of that and that is that government in order for us to all be happy safe and prosperous must really decide and provide everything for us now the question is this which one really gives freedom <clears throat> which one promotes freedom when we believe that we must have a dependency on something for happiness then whatever we're dependent on has <clears throat> the means to rule our lives whatever we become dependent on can rule us it can run us um, i don't have this as a <clears throat> an illustration to that, written down but but i'll give you an example and and this concerns our own school north florida christian school years ago, excuse me, years ago, there was introduced, and I believe in, uh, I I believe it was uh, uh, Jeb Bush that got this through, and Jeb Bush is, I love Jeb Bush, Jeb, he's, he is my friend, I love Jeb Bush, but I believe it was under Jeb Bush's rule that VPK came through, Is that pretty close to correct? Uh, Dr. Fielding, do you remember? Raise your hand if that's true. Yeah, okay. It was during Jeb Bush's time that VPK came through. Now, I want to tell you this. VPK is is not a bad idea. It's basically vouchers for preschool, and everybody that's got a four-year-old can send their child to a four-year-old kindergarten because they have a voucher for a four-year-old kindergarten, and it <clears throat> will pay that organization several thousand dollars. Now, look, here's what happens when, when you are like North Florida Christian School, and <clears throat> you, you are not dependent on government, and, and then VPK comes along, and every street corner opens up a VPK center, okay? <clears throat> every church gets VPK qualified. Uh, daycares get VPK qualified and on and on it goes and and the primary reason for that why what's the primary reason for that primary reason for that is somewhere in the neighborhood of four thousand dollars in the pocket that's that's just like I mean it's money in the bank and so <clears throat> what happens then is that a school like North Florida Christian looks and says you know what we got to we have to do this we don't have a choice we've got to do this or we won't have a 4k and if you don't have a 4k then you don't have a 5k because that's pretty much the way that it that it works so then we get 4k and and all of us have been the recipients of that we get 4k 4k comes in and excuse me all of the the kids come virtually free uh to 4k and then we try to sign them up for 5k what happens to uh them coming into 5k well they have to start paying for 5k because it's a you know it's a private school it's not a free tuition school i'm just i'm just giving you a little illustration of how that depending on government can come around and bite you and so then we have to start scrambling to find people to put in 5k because now they become not people with vouchers but people that are going to have to pay a monthly tuition you understand what I'm saying so that that our freedoms in that area has become greatly restricted you say well Pastor Ray you just live with the competition you do you absolutely live with the competition there is no problem with that whatsoever however you have to understand that the competition really are only opening for that small window uh, where that the the money is free and then after that you have to resell the idea of K-5 and and I remember telling Doctor Fielding back in the day, and you'll remember this, Doc, in, in our office. I said, Doc, we're going to do this because we have to do this. But I'll tell you this: eventually, it's going to bite us. You remember that? Uh, <clears throat> eventually, it's going to bite us, and that's the way that it is. If if <clears throat> if we think, pardon me for all this. <clears throat> if we think <clears throat> that freedom, if we think that freedom comes because of government. We're believing the propaganda of the government, <clears throat> that we have to have the government in order to be free. Well, that's all aside, uh, but, but I, I'm just trying to, to make the point that this, that <clears throat> the ultimate uh, way that freedom works out is not when we're dependent on something else or someone else other than when that dependency is on God. Because God said, you'll know the truth <clears throat> and the truth will make you free. So for the sake of argument, let's say that all of us believe <clears throat> the exact same thing, that we're most—let's let's say that there's no political persuasion here and that we all believe <clears throat> the same thing, and that is that we're the most free when we're dependent solely on <clears throat> God. That is our greatest freedom. Now here's the question. Then are there parameters to that freedom? Are there edges <clears throat> to that freedom? Here's something that I think a lot of people fail to understand. Freedom has fences. F-E-N-C-E-S. Fences. Fencing our freedom so closely that there's no movement is legalism. Dropping down all the fences is danger. Fencing our lives in order to provide freedom is just simply wise. And remember that there is freedom of all kinds. There's freedom from cares and there's freedom uh, from a lot of things. And then there is freedom to live life as God would have us to live life. Let me give you a picture of freedom. Uh, When when our sons were very young, long before we moved here, when our sons were very young, we lived for a time in a house on 17 hillside acres in Tennessee. First time ever that we were landowners. We'd never had any land other than an acre that the house was sitting on, and we owned 17 acres. Most of that 17 acres was so overgrown that you couldn't walk on it. Now, if you've been to Tennessee, you know that you can get some land like that. It was so overgrown that you couldn't even walk on it. So here's what we decided to do. We said the best thing to do is for us to get some goats, and we'll get these goats, and we'll let the goats eat down the vegetation on the hillside that was our idea how many of you have any experience with goats would you raise your hand very stupid creatures and uh but we we decided to get the goats and so we got the goats there were three goats there was a male goat there was a female goat and there was a neutered goat and my my sons uh named the goats they named the male goat charlie and uh Commissioner, you'd appreciate that. (coughs) They named the male goat Charlie. My mother's name was Estelle, so they named the female goat Essie. So we had the male goat was Charlie, the female goat was Essie, and they named the neutered goat Zero. Uh, (coughs) They really did. That was their name for the goat. I did not name them. I didn't have anything to do with it. (coughs) Now, we also had two dogs. We had a, a, uh, a collie dog named Pepper and we had a, a boxer <coughs> named Gabby. Those are the most animals we've ever owned in our, in our lives. And uh, I hacked a trail uh, through all that vegetation to put up an electric fence. Now the reason that I <coughs> put up the electric fence was to keep the goats inside of the fence and to give them really, I mean, it was goat heaven in there There though anything when goats die if they go to heaven they go to a place like that hillside I mean there was all kinds of vegetation there was plenty of water we went to the feed store and we bought something called sweet feed that we would put out every day and those goats would enjoy that that sweet feed and they were just as happy as they could or should be should have been just as happy as they could be inside the electric fence. Now when they got to the fence and they touched it with their nose it would sting their nose. <clears throat> they they <clears throat> just like that they hit it. <clears throat> <clears throat> I hear old Charlie right now. <clears throat> I by the way I don't think Charlie went to goat heaven when he died but uh <clears throat> <clears throat> the funny thing is this <clears throat> those goats would stand there and they'd look at that fence. And somehow or another, <clears throat> they didn't realize that freedom was all around them. And on the other side of that fence was Gabby and Pepper. And Gabby and Pepper wanted them to come through the fence. Please come through the fence. <clears throat> they would stand there. I, I, <laughs> I can see it like it was yesterday. They would stand and look at that fr- fence. And they would call out, Freedom. Lord have mercy. Done. On the other side, Gabby and Pepper, Ramon. Ramon out here. And I want to tell you what those silly, silly goats would do. Jan and I would be asleep, all the boys asleep, and we would hear the goats come through the fence. For some reason, at night, they felt like this is the time to go out honky tonking. And so. They would come through the fence. And as they would come through the fence, they would hit that hot fence and they'd (coughs) hit that thing. But they'd just come through one, two, three. Charlie would lead the way. Asher would lead the way. (coughs) See her come out. (coughs) The dogs then would chase them. They would chase the fire out of them. I mean, (coughs) run them ragged try to bite their legs. Now here's a question. Think about it. Where were the goats free? Inside the fence or outside the fence? Where were they free? They were free inside the fence. Not only do good fences make good neighbors, they make for good freedom. And sometimes we are as silly as the goats. Understanding the parameters of our freedom helps us to navigate our lives freely. We should have a, a sense of boundary in our lives that allows us to be free in our lives. What are those boundaries? Let me give you about three very quickly. First of all, there's servant freedom. 1 Corinthians nine nineteen. for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as under the law, though not uh, being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not as being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ. That I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it for all the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Galatians 5 and 13. For you are called to freedom brothers only not to use your freedoms as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now the big lesson taught in these passages is that our freedom has a responsibility and that responsibility is to maintain our freedom in such a way that we can still minister to those around us think of your life as a a missionary. And as a missionary, those around you are always looking at you with certain expectations. And you have to appreciate their expectations. You have to appreciate the fact that they're looking at you in a certain way. I... I... I had an interview with a couple this week and that, that are, I think, going to be teaching at North Florida Christian School. And I said to them, I said, you, you must understand that when you assume this position, that you become a leader in our youth ministry and <clears throat> that young people are going to look at you that way. They're going to scout out your Facebook. <clears throat> They're going to watch what you say. They're going to, the, your reports of the weekend and so forth and so on. <clears throat> it's going to be <clears throat> under scrutiny. To a certain measure they are going to watch your life closely and and what we must do is we must understand and have that servant spirit that says my freedom is going to build fences so that it does not become an offense to my ability to serve other people now to be sure there's going to be some people you can never please there's 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 going to be some people that are never going to be happy with your decisions and so on but i'm talking about generally speaking now servant freedom has another side and the other side of servant freedom is encouraging freedom servant freedom may be the a side and encouraging freedom may be the b side not that it's less important when i was a a boy or or teenager we didn't download music um we bought them on something called a record, <clears throat> a 45. That's what one looked like, right there. That was a record. You young people, say that with me. Record <clears throat> is what it was. Those 45s had an A side and a B side. The A side was the hit side. <clears throat> it was the side that was uh, what record is that by the way? Oh, it's a Yellow Submarine. Uh, <clears throat> the the A-side was the, the hit side, the song being pushed as a hit. The B-side was just an add-on side. However, there were a lot of records that had B-side hits. For instance, Hank Williams. Hank Williams' A-side on his record was My Bucket's Got a Hole in It. Wasn't that a great song? <clears throat> My Bucket's Got a Hole in It. I heard that at Cracker Barrel the other day my bucket's got a hole in it. The B-side song was I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. Uh, I don't know what the A-side song was on this Elvis record, but the B-side song was Hound Dog. The B-side for the Beach Boys was I Get Around. The Righteous Brothers on the A-side, they recorded Hung on You. I don't remember that song. You probably don't either. Do any of you remember the Righteous Brothers song hung on you? Nobody? Bueller, Bueller, anybody? <clears throat> Nobody? How many of you remember Unchained Melody? Would you raise your hand? Oh, <clears throat> that was the, the B side. Gloria Gaynor's B side was I will survive. I don't know what the A side was. I could go on. <clears throat> what I'm saying to you is that Having an encouraging spirit is the B-side of the servant spirit. In 1 Corinthians ten twenty three, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And though our freedom may include the freedom of speech, not all speech is encouraging. Now, that's hard to remember, but it's an important part of exercising our freedoms, as is this, <clears throat> understanding true freedom. I have a niece who's about to turn 21. <clears throat> she's a student at the University of Tennessee. Beautiful girl. Oh, my goodness, just a beautiful girl. Her name is Madeline. And <clears throat> she's about to turn 21. Now, what do, you, what do most people think when some kid turns 21? Ah, you're legal now. <clears throat> well, legal for what? Uh, <clears throat> legal for what purpose? Well, actually, you're legal now for a lot of things to take your freedom away from you. <clears throat> That's what you're really legal for. We have to understand whether or not our <clears throat> liberties or our freedoms are true or false. Listen to these passages. 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are lawful for me. Sounds like the other one, but it's not. <clears throat> but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. 1 Peter 2.16 live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honestly, there are freedoms that you and I can take and have taken that enslave us. In America, there are tremendous opportunities and tremendous freedoms, but many of those opportunities and freedoms enslave us. We have to be careful about exercising our freedom because sometimes the freedoms that we are exercising is not a freedom that's going to keep us free, it's a freedom that's going to enslave us. It's like Essie Charlie and, and Zero getting out from the fence thinking they're free outside the fence, but there was waiting for them Gabby and Pepper to eat them up. We have to appreciate that <clears throat> where we build our fences is our our circle of freedom. And that's a God thing. And remember, what is the main purpose for our freedom? The main purpose for our freedom is to be able to serve God and to worship God. That's the main reason that we are to be free. Well, all of that brings me to the final point of the message, and that is the person of our freedom. John 8, 31 again. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word you are truly my disciple and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 2nd Corinthians three seventeen. now the Lord <clears throat> is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Larry sang about the spirit of the living God before we <clears throat> began today. The most freedom that anybody will ever know is to know Jesus in a personal way and, and I want to qualify that there are a lot of different ways that people know the lord people a lot of people know jesus in a religious way <clears throat> they are religious and they have a certain sense of religion about them but there's never been for them a personal relationship with jesus christ there's never been a time for them when they personally <clears throat> put their faith in jesus christ and knew for certain that there was a personal relationship with him it has been all religious some people have a ceremonial relationship with the Lord. They, any time that there's some ceremony, they feel like God should be invited. God should be invited uh, to the funeral service. God should be invited to the wedding. It's always interesting to me how that that God is at the center of the wedding, and then they give the reception over to the devil. I'm always interested in the <clears throat> in the the way that those two things line up. I, that's why I attend a lot more weddings than I do receptions but but knowing that we have an abiding relationship in the Lord frees us it frees us from a lot of things I, I don't I don't go to bed at night fearing that if I died I'd go to hell I don't, I don't do that. And it's not because I'm a pastor. It's not because I'm a great guy. It's not because I do all good works. It's not because of anything like that. It's just because that I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that was established when I was a little boy. <clears throat> there was a time in my life when the line was drawn, and by faith I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's what's being born, called being born again. And And listen to me everyone Jesus said you must be born again we must all come to that place in our lives where we say my relationship with God is no longer to be ceremonial or religious even a church relationship to him my relationship is to be a personal relationship with him and when we have that personal relationship with him then we are free We are truly free. And let me tell you why we're truly free. Because when we have a personal, everyday, living, walking, talking relationship with the Lord, here's what happens. Listen carefully. Here's what happens. There is within us an inner (coughs) compass. It's the fence builder. It shows us where the freedom is. And it will take us along and we're doing really well. And then it will Bring up a fence and say, okay, on the other side, take one step too far and you're stepping out of your freedom. You stay in your freedom because when you get out of your freedom, then you can be entrapped, then you can be enslaved. And so we want to have a personal, everyday, walking, talking relationship with Jesus so that we can remain free. Now, my question is this it's a big idea, this freedom thing, but are you free? You said, well, I've got all of my house debt and my car debt. I understand that, but are you free? I didn't ask if you're financially free. I I didn't ask if if you're wearing an ankle bracelet uh, uh, to your parole officer. I ask if you're free. And the only freedom is in knowing the truth, and the truth is Jesus. I am the the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. And so think about it. In his book, Teaching the Elephant to Dance, James Belasco described how trainers shackle young elephants with heavy chains to deeply embedded stakes in the ground. In that way, the elephant learns to stay in its place. Older, powerful elephants never try to leave even though they have the strength to pull the stakes and simply to walk away. But their conditioning has limited their movements and now with only a small metal bracelet around their foot attached to nothing they'll still stand in place the stakes are gone yet the circus tent when it catches on fire the elephant sees the flames and smells the smoke and it forgets the old conditioning and it runs for its new life my my I guess my question is this have you staked yourself to something that's just been holding to you for so long that you can't break free you think that somehow or another you've got to be tethered to this for the rest of your days but i'm i want you to know that like the powerful elephant you can break away there's a song we're not going to sing it this morning but there's a song that an invitation type song that says run to jesus run to Jesus Christ I don't know who showed up on this summer Sunday in 2014 but there may be someone maybe a teenager maybe someone who's married maybe a single there may be someone who who today you feel shackled shackled in the course of trying to gain your freedom, you, you went and you crossed some line and now that thing has got you or that situation has got you and you can't be free. And the main freedom and the only freedom that you can really have is in knowing for sure that you're in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when all of the cares and troubles of the day and every other problem that you may have comes crashing down in on you, you can run to that safe place and say, I know that I'm free in Jesus Christ. That, my friends, is a big I. You've been listening to the Family Bible Hour, a broadcast ministry of North Florida Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Florida, you can visit us at North Florida Baptist Church, 3000 North Meridian Road, Tallahassee, Florida, 32312. Visit us online at nflchurch.com. Dr. Ray invites you to join him next week for the Family Bible Hour.